staff or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What With Kay Say. I am your host, Kay Edwards. So now tell me, how are all God's blessed and highly favored people doing today? Well, I'm going to tell you how we're doing. We are bold, we are fearless, and we're compassionate, right? We speak the truth in all circumstances, with love and kindness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We are warriors for the kingdom, preparing for our battles daily, covered with the armor of God. So, you know, in our last show, we spoke about 
the second piece of the armor, which was the breastplate of righteousness, right? And that was the second piece of our uniform that we needed to go into battle. So now, today, we're going to continue and get suited up, right? Because we're going to put on our next piece needed for this journey. And as always, well, for this series, our text is coming from Ephesians 6, 14 to 18. And I'm always reading from the New King James unless I specify otherwise. And if you've missed any of the other shows, because this is really important. And I would say to you, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. I love when I have new listeners. I definitely love my repeat listeners. But I love when I have new listeners. Because to me, if you're a new listener, then that means that there was a message here that God wanted you to get. Because... If you haven't listened to me before, but today you tuned in to hear me, then today is the day you needed to hear what God had to say to you. So after hearing today's show, if you feel you need to find out what the other shows were about, you can go back on my archive page at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Go to my show page. It has all my archive shows there. You can catch me on Spotify. You can catch me on Apple. You can catch me on any podcast podcast platform that you subscribe to or that you listen to. So as I was saying, continuing on, our text is coming from Ephesians 6, 14 to 18. And it starts with, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breast of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And that's what our topic is about today. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Now, the shoes are very important. It's a very important. Think about it. How important is it for you to have shoes on your feet before you walk out the door? Because you're you're not dressed. You're not dressed. I don't care how beautiful your hair is done, how nice your shape up is, your shirt and tie, your slacks or your hoodie and your jeans, whatever turns you on that you wear, you got on your finest dress or your suit. However, you can't walk out the door without something on your feet, right? Because your feet need to be covered. So shoes are very are a very important part of being fully clothed, not only in your everyday, but being fully clothed when you are walking in the armor of God. So when we first began our journey, you know I spoke about proper shoes, and I made a joke about it. For those of you who have been with me from the beginning, I know you remember. You have to protect your feet because the journey I told you was going to be long, and you can't be walking in some flip-flop sandals knowing that you don't know what type of terrain you're going to be walking over. I told you, you get your hiking boots, get your sneakers, get your comfortable shoes because you were going to do some walking, right? So just think about it. Here we are. And he's telling you here, yeah, we're getting ready to walk. And you have to have your feet prepared for this long journey. So you wouldn't wear heels to a marathon, would you? 
How are you going to run if you got on heels? I mean, although I will say something back in the day when I used to wear heels, I always perfected that I knew how to run in my heels because I never knew when I was going to have to run. And I wasn't (laughs) running for the bus, running for the train, running for my life if I had to. I just needed to be able to move when I needed to move. And I didn't have time to be kicking off shoes. So whatever shoes I had on my feet at the moment, I needed to be able to run in them, even in shoes. But I would not, if I'm going to run a marathon, put on a pair of high heels. No, I wouldn't do that. Who would do that? So you must have the proper footwear when hiking, walking, running, doing any type of hard labor. Your feet have to be protected. So when we think back and we always, we look back because we talk about this armor, we, we look at the Roman soldiers, right? Because when the Roman soldiers, when they put on their shoes, they had spikes on the end. Like, you know, like cleats that they wear, like when they're doing soccer. Well, their, their boots or their shoes that they wore when they went to battle had those cleats and nails in it. Not only just to stomp the enemy when they got on top of them, but to be able to make them have firm footing when they were standing on various terrains, that when they planted their foot down on the ground, they knew that they could stand in that type of, it would be sturdy. Their foundation would be sturdy. They wouldn't be thrown off balance. And when we have on our proper shoes, it allows us to plant our feet firmly on a foundation so that we can focus on what we're doing. So when they were able to plant their feet on the ground where they were fighting their battle, They knew that they wouldn't be caught off balance. And then it allowed them to look at where the enemy was and where their next line of attack was going to be, right? So that's the same thing with us. We have to have our feet with the proper shoes so that we can plant our feet on a firm foundation wherever we may walk. And that's wherever God may lead you or your everyday walk. Because your everyday walk, like I said, you're in a battle every day. So your feet have to be planted to know that you won't be caught off balance, right? Another thing of the shoes of the gospel of peace. Let's talk about the gospel part of that. Let's talk about the gospel part of that part of clothing because it's the shoes of the gospel of peace. And now the gospel we know means the good news, right? And the good news was that Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins on the cross, right? On the cross, when he went to the cross, he was forever covering and making us one with God, making us whole again. With Jesus giving his life for us, it bought a condition of law and order. Because he was the answer to all the laws that God had put upon mankind, right? Jesus fulfilled them. He told us in Matthew 5, 17, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So for those of you who are not familiar with Christ and the cross, Christ went to the cross. So that all the laws that God had placed upon the Israelites, the Jewish Jewish people, he knew they couldn't fulfill them. 
But it's not like, okay, let me, let me go back. God put those laws there. It wasn't laws that he put there like, hey, I'm giving you this because this is what the way I want you to act. Those laws came about because of the things that they were doing. So those laws was things that he wanted to correct that he saw that they were doing in their life. Okay. It wasn't like from Adam and Eve, he had a book of laws. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned with the snake in the garden, he had a book of laws. And it was like, you got to follow this because this is what I want you to do. No, the laws came about as he was seeing how the people were handling their lives and the way they were moving with one another. Then he came out with these laws. He's like, hello, let me show you guys what you're doing. So in all those laws, it showed them the errors of their ways. But Jesus said that he came to fulfill it because even God knew that even if I show you the errors of your ways, are you really going to stop doing what you're doing? No. We see that when we read through the Old Testament. You see time and time again, there's stories of those who was just blatantly disrespecting the law. So when Christ came, he came so that he could fulfill all the laws so that we wouldn't have that burden of carrying all that weight on us. Oh my gosh, I sinned again. Oh my gosh, which I I mean, think about it. Even with Christ going to the cross and paying the debt for our sins, we still, we still today, when we do certain things, I messed up again because we're going to, we're going to mess up. We're human. And I'm not saying that as a past, like, oh, you're human, go out and cut up and act like a fool. No. What I'm saying is even when you're trying to live right, trying to do the right thing, things will come up against you. And that's why it's so important that we have on this armor that we're learning about. Because if you're walking around without armor, you're just a walking target. You're just a walking target because you have nothing to protect you. But when you have on the armor, it gives you a fighting chance that, okay, yeah, I get in this battle. I could I could very well win some of these little fights that I get into because I'm protected. So that's what the gospel was. The gospel was the good news. So because he came and he satisfied all the laws, And he said that he didn't come to change them. He then made us whole and put us back in right standing with God. So the gospel was the good news. So now, walking in the shoes of the gospel of peace, we are walking to bring the good news of what Jesus had done to reconnect us to the father, right? So when we're walking, we're walking, standing firm. Wherever we walk, we stand firm, bringing the good news of who Christ is and what he did and what he has done for you and for me and for us in our lives and how he opened the door for us to live a prosperous life and life more abundantly to for us to live a prosperous life and live it more abundantly. And John 10, 10, 
tells us the thief comes not to it come let me start all over the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy now the thief is who we're fighting against in this battle because we know he's coming to steal kill and destroy he doesn't care about you although he may paint a picture that he cares about you he could give he could care less about you well let's say he couldn't care less i mean he's already to the bottom of caring of the least amount of caring he's already there and then some but jesus said the thief comes not the thief does not come except to kill and to to steal and to kill and to destroy i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly So Jesus is telling us there, I've come to warn you about your enemy because we all know he's there. But in my coming, I'm bringing you life. And I'm bringing it to you that it could be more fulfilled than what you have been living. So Christ is reminding us that we have an enemy. That's why we're in this battle. Because we have an enemy and the enemy is going to do what he needs to do. And we have to understand why it's so important that we have on our uniform being fully dressed in the armor of God. So getting to the point or getting to the part of the shoes of the gospel of peace. Our shoes plant us on a foundation that is firm. The gospel is the good news and peace. The peace part of that. Peace, we know, is one of the fruits of the spirit. Peace in the Greek is irani, which means a condition of law and order that results in a blessing of prosperity. That's what peace means in the Greek. And John 14, 27 tells us, Jesus tells us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when we lace up our shoes, we're walking in the gospel of peace, right? We wear them knowing that wherever we walk, wherever we're entering in, we're bringing good news that all need to hear, right? So we're walking in our shoes, which gives us a firm foundation to walk in any terrain, meaning that when I say firm foundation, meaning you could walk anywhere. You can walk in any arena. You could walk in any boardroom. You can walk in any courtroom. You could walk in any community board meeting. You can walk in any bank establishment to sit down with a financial officer. You can walk in any school. You can walk in any doctor's office, healthcare provider. You could walk anywhere. Anywhere you walk, you're standing on a 
sound foundation because your shoes are planting you there, right? And when you're walking, you're bringing good news. Regardless of the business that you might have to take care of there, you are a walking example of that good news. So no matter where you go, you're bringing you're bringing the good news because you are the good news. You, you are the person that is bringing this good news as you walk wherever you are walking. And not only are you bringing the good news, you're bringing peace. Do you ever notice that? Like I told you before, you could be in peace, right? You could be, things could be jumping off on the job and you could just be sitting there just observing everything going on because you are at peace. Not that there's peace around you, but because where you go, you bring peace. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that you might go around certain people and they might even tell you this because I, I know I've had people tell me this. I could walk into some place and people know me, but it's when I'm there, they just say there's just always this sense of they don't know the word to put on it. They don't know the word to say what it is, but they know what it is that they feel when I'm in their presence. Like when I just show up, when I just show up in a room it always brings a a certain, I know what it is. I know I'm bringing the Holy Spirit and God into the room. I'm bringing my light. I'm bringing my salt. So I know when I walk into a room, things are going to be disrupted. Darkness is going to be disrupted. It's either going to leave the room or it's going to calm itself down. That's what you're bringing when you walk into the room. When you walk into a room, if you are firmly planted and rooted and know what it is that you know about the gospel, you're bringing that, you're bringing that light. You're bringing that salt. You're bringing that disruption to whatever chaos might be going on in the atmosphere. Your presence there breaks it up. So when we carry the message of the cross, we're carrying the message of the blood of Jesus Christ. We are carrying the message that by him giving his life on the cross, it opened the door to the brokenhearted, the lonely, the forgotten, the forsaken, the destitute, the lost, the afraid, the abandoned, the neglected, the depressed, the weak, the sick, and all weary souls. We are carrying the news to all of those who need to hear that everything is not lost to them, that they have not been forgotten, that there is quiet in all of the confusion and chaos going on around them because there is a way. And there's the one and only way that could bring their lives together again and make them whole. We make them, by telling them this news, we tell them how they can be made one with the creator. And all they have to do is trust and believe. Right? Because think about it. 
every one of us at one time or another in our life was brokenhearted, was lonely, was forgotten about, felt forsaken and destitute, felt lost and afraid, felt like we were abandoned, neglected, depressed, weak, sick, tired. We've all felt like that. Sometimes we feel like that even now. Sometimes we feel like that even being in Christ. We can get bouts of feeling like that. But see, the difference is when we feel like that, now we know how to shake it off. We know how to shake it off because we know who we belong to. We know who's done something to bring us closer to God so that we don't have to feel that way. Because we know we're not alone when we're in Christ. We know he hasn't forgotten about us. We know that he hasn't forsaken us and that we're not neglected and that we're not abandoned. We know this. But for those of for those who are walking around out there today that they're not aware that they don't have to carry that burden on them, that's why we need to walk and spread the news so that they are aware. Because like I said, at one time we were there and somebody came and gave us the good news. Whether we want to remember that or not, if we really think back from our journey, somebody, somebody gave us the good news because that's how we got here today. If it weren't that we heard it from someplace, be it a pulpit, be it a uh, a ministry on TV, be it one of your friends that might have been going to church and always was inviting you, whether it had been in a song, a gospel song that you might have heard on the radio that you happened to flip and, oh, wow, I like this song. At one point or another, somebody was telling you about the good news. So if you knowing about the good news have brought you to Christ, so that you have an understanding of who God is, we now have to go out and do the same for others. And we do that when we have our belt of truth on, right? Which is the word. When we have our breastplate covering our torso to protect our hearts because we know that's fragile. And when we put on our shoes and we start walking, Because someone needs to hear what we have to say. Someone needs to hear how good Christ is. Someone needs to hear how good God is. And not just because, yes, he woke you up this morning. Yes, you should be forever grateful for that. But there's so much more. There's so much more. You still have your day to go through. And as you get up and start your day, He's there with you there as well. Every little thing, every little, the sun that's shining and you don't have rain. The fact that you're going to wherever it is that you're going, you're able to walk. All those things, they need to know all those things and then look around them and see everything else, which is the glory of God. And they only get to know that if we tell them. Because most people just look at it as, oh, well, this is the day and this is what it is and I always get this. No, no. It's not promised to you. It's not promised to you. 
you're not automatically, oh, I just wake up and this is what it is. No. So they need to know. They need to stop, take a minute and realize, hey, I need to be grateful. I need to be thankful. You need to recognize that you're walking around in darkness, even though it's the sun shining. They need to know this. And then once they know, then they can do what they want to do with it. But they need to know. And with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. See, on the hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me, my Jesus set me free. And look at the wounds that give me life, grace flowing from his side, no greater sacrifice. What he's done. All the glory and the honor to the sun My sins are forgiven My future is heaven I praise God for what he's done Risen from the 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But before we get into Op-Ed, I want to tell you the musical selections that you've heard. Of course, you know, Top of the Hour was Making Changes by Grace. We heard What He's Done by Passion. Tasha Cobb, Anna Golden, Kristen Stanfield. We heard Back to You by Albert Posis. And we just heard Fortress, Our Fortress by Ginny Owens. So now, as we get into Up Ed, we're going to continue to talk about how the shoes are our foundation, how the shoes set us up on to be able to walk and stand firmly on whatever ground we might walk on, on whatever ground we might encounter. It allows us to walk through all the trials that are in our life. It allows us to deal with anything that may come up against us, right? Because we can stand there because we know that we carry the good news. And in carrying that good news, that good news, yes, we're carrying it to give it to others. Like I said, that, you know, lost, destitute, depressed, weak, unsure, uncertain, feel like their mind is in chaos, everybody. But that good news is also a reminder for yourself. Also a reminder for yourself, because like I said, It's not just people that don't know Christ that fall into those various emotional states. We fall into them ourselves, even knowing who Christ is and what he did for us. So sometimes we need to remind ourselves because I find myself sometimes just walking in, walking in the truth. But you know how you walk in the truth, but you don't think about the truth. And you know that that's possible. You can walk in the truth and not think about it. 
Because you know it. It's just something that you know. So when it's something that you know, it's just like getting up, washing your face, brushing your teeth. It's like going to the bathroom. You don't think about it. You just do it. But sometimes you have to remind yourself of how you got to that part of your life where you could just walk in that freedom and in that peace. What gave you that peace? Sometimes it's just good to even just remind ourselves And then when we remind ourselves, it makes it so much easier for us to go in and tell others about it because then you're like, oh, wow, you know, yeah. When I was thinking A, B, C, D, or when I actually did E, F, G, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I I have an advocate that's standing there before the Lord for me. Yeah, I'm covered. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's just... Sometimes we have to remind ourselves. And when we get that revelation again for ourselves, it makes it that much easier, like I said, for us to give it to others. So we can walk with a boldness and with confidence because we're armed with the information that we have, the gospel, which is the good news. And knowing that this information that we're going to share will empower all who hear it. When you say those things to yourself, when you say, yeah, he died for me because he loved me, because he wanted to make me whole again, it makes you feel good. So could you imagine telling that to someone who's brokenhearted, who doesn't know which way is up? that you're just giving them some type of comfort because no matter where they look, no matter where they turn, everything just looks black because it is black because they're walking in darkness. So you have to be that light to come and shine it on the goodness of God. Your light brings the goodness of God. It, it Like I said, when you walk into a room, your light breaks up the darkness. So that gives them hope. You teach them about the grace. You teach them about his mercy. You teach him, you teach him, you teach them about his compassion, how they matter, how they're important, how, yes, your life does matter. Although it doesn't look like your, your life matters right now because of what you're in or what you're feeling or what you might be doing, you can stop doing what you're doing. And there is something better for you because that's why he came. He came to bring us life and life so that we can have it more abundantly. And Romans 10, 15 reminds us so delicately of why it's so important that we wear these shoes. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who Preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. That's what we do. And that is a good question. How shall they know unless we're sent? How shall we preach unless we're sent? Right? And we have been sent. That was one of our commands. After Acts, when the disciples were in the upper room and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, when they received their power, 
They were told to go out and tell of Jesus. That's our command, to spread the news, to tell people who he is. That's all. Simple as that. Just tell people who he is. No more, no less. You don't have to beat them into submission. Just tell them who he is. Just tell them. Once you tell them, the seed is planted. Somebody else will come and tell them again. They'll hear a song, which will tell them again. They'll watch something on TV, which will tell them again. They'll see a flyer, which will tell them again. And they may just stumble into a church or stumble into a revival or stumble into an open ear. You know, we're how in the park some people are just preaching and talking and they might just stumble anywhere, but they can hear it. But they can't stumble anywhere if we don't tell them. Because once we're in contact with them, we need to tell them, right? So as we begin our journey, we're to spread the news and let people know that they have something other than all of the world's woes to hold on to. Because what the enemy wants us to focus on is all the confusion and chaos. Remember, he's only here to steal from you your joy, kill you if he can, and destroy you. Destroy you. That's what he wants to do. He wants you, he wants to annihilate you. He does not want you here anymore. And sometimes people think annihilate you is that you have to die. No. Do you know that he could destroy you just by keeping your mind off Christ? Keeping your mind off of all the blessings that God has given you in your life. When people lose their mind, when they lose their mind, they're destroyed. Anyone who doesn't have control of their mind, they're destroyed. That's why I don't understand. I understand and I don't understand. I know people are always looking for comfort because life is chaotic. Life is hectic. Yeah, it is. Life is what it is, and we all have issues. My issues may not be your issues, but just like your issues are driving you to a place, my issues will drive me to a place as well. But when you keep medicating instead of trying to find a way out of the situation, and that's why it's so important that we understand when we talk about this armor that we wear because of the spiritual battle we're fighting— It's not physical. Remember, I told you anything you see happening in the physical is already taking place in the spiritual. It's just manifesting itself right now in the physical. So when we take a drink, not saying that you can't take a drink. I'm not saying you can't drink. But when you drink to the part of being drunk. Right. Because the Bible never said you can't drink. They just said don't drink and get drunk. Because back in the day, that's all they drank was wine. That's all they drank was wine. So they were drinking, but they weren't drinking to be drunk, sloppy, falling all over the place, belligerent, wanting to cuss, fuss, and fight. No, they weren't doing all that. Some were, but that's not the place where we want to be. So when you're taking that drink because you want to, oh, I just got to escape. I can't take it. I can't take it. No, no. Sometimes you might just need to, you know what, let me put on this song. It's going to make me feel better. I know I had a rough day today. Instead of running to that six pack that you might have in your refrigerator, that bottle of wine that you might have, or 
happy hour someplace because you know you could get two for ones, whatever it is. You know what? Let me put on that song. Because I know when I hear music, it makes me happy. So if you hear music with lyrics that's uplifting, it's going to, of course, bring you joy and peace in your spirit. Instead of running to that blunt, which now everybody seems to be smoking, and I said and I said this, said this, said this, and people don't believe me, but when they legalized marijuana, more people was going to be smoking it. But if you smoke it, you smoke it. That's your thing. That's what you like to do. I'm not here to tell you not to do anything. It's not my place to tell you not to do anything. You do what you need to do. You do what you want to do. That's between you and God, what you do. But the fact that, yes, there are a lot of people smoking. And if you're smoking to take you away from the problems that you have, when you come down, the problem is still there. So either way, you're still going to have to confront it. You're still going to have to deal with the issue. So knowing that you have to deal with the issue Take the little baby steps now to try to figure out what needs to be done. Because staying high, staying in the mental state that you're not aware of what's happening is not going to help you get where you need to go. And I don't know how I got off on that tangent because that's not what I planned on talking about today. But I guess, you know what? Somebody needed to hear that. And oops, I see my time is growing shorter. That ends op-ed. Now, our word of the month, because it is October, our word of the month is agreement. The condition of having the same opinion or a decision or arrangement between two or more people or groups to do something or to obey the same rules. So here we are. As I said before, this word for the month, we're in agreement. We're in agreement that we have to be prepared for this battle. We're in agreement that we must know what parts of the uniform to put on because who goes into battle without having the proper gear with them? And we're in agreement that once we find out what the pieces of the uniform are, we're going to make sure that we walk with them every day because we're fighting that battle every day. And our promise, our promise for this week is going to come from Psalm 32 and 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So there he's telling you, he's going to instruct you and teach you on the way that you should go. So if he's telling you the way that you should go, you should be fully armored. You should be fully buttoned up in what it is that you have to wear, right? So that you can be prepared, prepared, prepared. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that word today. So you could be prepared to... Fight this battle so that you can stand another day to fight. Because when you fight today, don't think you're not going to fight tomorrow. And like I said, he's coming for you. He's coming for you because he more so comes for you because he knows that you know the truth. The other ones he's just trying to keep in the dark. That's why he's keeping them sedated with everything else, all the vices that he's making available for them to keep themselves sedated. So 
he's already got them sedated. So he's not really worried about them. Every now and then he'll toss them a bone in case they happen to come out of the stupor and say, oh, well, wait a minute, what's going on? He'll throw them something else to keep them back in there. But see, he knows you know. So that's why he's really coming after you. And that's why it's so important that you have on your armor so that you're prepared to do what it is you have to do in order to survive. So we're in agreement, right, for this month that what we need to do is what we need to do and we're going to do it. We're going to have on our shoes of the gospel of peace, walking and telling the people of the good news, standing firmly on our foundation so that we're not swayed off balance, giving the good news of what Christ has done for people in their lives and giving them that peace that only God can give them amidst all the chaos that's going on around us. So with that, I say, my lovelies, have a wonderful time in the rest of your week and enjoy everything going on in your life. Know that God loves you, that he's with you, that he's there to protect you because he said he would never leave you or forsake you and that I love you as well and until God brings us together again next week we're gonna jam it out with a little Bob Molly today okay I I just felt this in my spirit this is what I wanted to hear and we're gonna dance it out today with jamming enjoy Is the 
can't resist, so stand by my side. Which I'm 